Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the first team. I'm Joe Delio, and joining me is Ryan Roberts. And today we are going to do some more scouting report episodes. It's that time of year, Ryan. It's the time of year where we're getting these senior bowl invites, and we're not going to do a breakdown for all of them. That needs to be clarified. But it it helps that the first four or so guys are guys that I think deserve uh, a lot of recognition and a big spotlight to discuss. And those guys that we're starting off with today, and we're going to do another show that's going to be dropping at a different point this week. We're starting with Cooper Beebe and Ben Sanat from Kansas State. Offensive lineman, tight end, we usually do the same position group, but we're going to be breaking down these two guys. Ryan, I want to start with Cooper Beebe because we spoke so highly of him this offseason. Six foot four, 335 pounds. We're going to get into it, but I, I know that you'll be able to kind of provide a little context on him. I got to admit, Ryan, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm kind of cooling off on him. I I, I don't oh, think that no. he's been as not a ton. I'm not sitting here saying I'm dropping him to to a PFA or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But I was bullish. I was a top fifty grade for him, and I'll reveal my grade for him now. It's dropped a little bit. I, I don't think his game has been as good as it was last year. Maybe because everyone's kind of catching up to him, and he's gone up against some more athletic guys. Well, you know the issue with. With what we've seen, Cooper Beebe, I believe, is that Kansas State has been—he's—they've been paying him a little bit of a disservice, in my opinion, because they've been actually—he's had to play offensive tackle at times this year, yeah. he's playing inside a guard. I'm just like, I would like to just see him play one spot. Unfortunately for Cooper, it's like he's their best offensive lineman by far, so it's like where they need him, he can play and he will play. So I think it's hurt him a little bit, Joe. I, I just. Be, be nice with your phrasing here, because I know that Tom Beebe, Cooper's father. I know, no, I know, I know, show, I know, I know. So I know. you better you better chill out here, man. I don't know what's all. Like, nothing hey, negative. Uh, it's just yeah, it, I, it's kidding. nothing negative. It's just that yeah, I I, I had a top fifty on him, and I I do agree with that. You kind of see a kid who's um, spatially is not my biggest issue with him, and then l- l- let's dive in and on, on breaking him down. Spatially, yeah. he was just really good body placement, really good hand placement, just technically sound. And the word I used to describe him in the offseason was stout. I think that he's still very stout, and I think that what you're talking about makes sense when you watch the film where his angles aren't the same. His his body placement's not the same level, and his technique's about the same. And it makes sense in the discussion of him having to go from tackle to guard, tackle to guard – Right. Your positioning is going to change based on the position that you're playing. You're going to have to not, travel further as a tackle yeah. compared to a guard. Well, and it's not something that he's ever had to do, right? Like two years ago, he was a full-time tackle. Last year, he was a full-time guard. He hasn't had to change positions from one game to the other and sometimes in the middle of a football game as well. So I think that's just – I think that's tough. It's very difficult, man. Like it, that, that's something that the – when we talk in the NFL level, there's swing players that are able to play multiple positions, but like they practice doing that all the time, right? And they're not taking mm. starter reps. They're literally practicing as a tackle, as a guard, moving around multiple spots on the practice field, obviously. And I mean, for Cooper, I just think that he he is a guard, right? Like there's no like, – I actually saw someone recently that was like, oh, maybe he could play tackle because he's actually like pretty 
good at tackle on, on, on that level. I'm just like, guys, like he's, he is six foot three and some change. He's 232 pounds and he has no length, right? Like he does not have length to play on the outside. He is not a tackle. He is just the, again, he is the best offensive lineman that Kansas state has by a long shot. And he is able mm. to play tackle because he's a really good football player. He is a guard. I think that he is a very early on starter in the NFL. I, I think it's a plug and play guy. And I think that we overuse yes. those terms yes. a little bit sometimes, but Again, I think I talked about this in the preseason, Joe. Like, I, I always had questions of, like, is there massive upside with Cooper Beebe? I would say probably not, but I think he's going to be at least a solid to good starter in the NFL as an offensive guard, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. You need those types of football players. Is he ever going to turn into a Zach Martin, Joe Bentonio, like that type of dude? Probably, like, not. Pro- probably not. Probably not, but he will, at worst, just be good, right? Like, he's going to be a good, solid starter, Maybe a plus starter during his career. He's just a plug and play good football player, man. And that's that's just what he is to me. So no, he's not a first round pick. He's not a guy that's going to be an all pro, but he is going to start a lot of games in the NFL, in my opinion. That, that's where I'm at. Where I was willing to go as far as to say, I th- over this offseason, I thought he was a back end of the first round type of guy, early second round guy, and I, I think that now he is more so fitting into that bucket of solidified as a, as a day two pick. I, I really think and right. he reminds me a bit of Steve Avila in the sense where not like a crazy athlete, not somebody who is, is, is super twitched up and, and is getting to the second level really easily. Uh, feet are average to slightly above average, but is strong yeah. and is really stout has a really good base just because he's got a wide ass, which I love with guards. You want a guys that just have that really wide lower half. The way that you described him is is in line with exactly what I wrote down in my summation of him, where he is probably I am gonna go as far as say I think that out of any of the guards that we end up watching, he's probably gonna have the highest floor. He is somebody at the very least that I know as a as a rookie, I can throw him out there if I'm dealing with offensive line issues and I just need steadiness, I need consistency. I'm gonna grab Cooper Beebe in the in the end of the second round, middle of the third round. I'm going to plug him in and he's going to get the job done and I can have him for a, an extended period of time, maybe after his rookie deal. And he's going to play at a really strong level because he is that epitome of consistency. I just don't see him. And there's going to be other guys that are going to get ranked ahead of him that do have higher ceilings that can be all pros. That's not a knock on Cooper PB. It's just, we saw this year with some of these issues that he's shown on film and, and some of these not weaker games, but Weaker performances, not to the level that we saw last year, have opened my eyes to that, that he is a little more – nah, well, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it without sounding negative because I love him as a pro I mean, player. Say, say limited. Yeah, like, limited, I think limited. Limited sounds negative, but like you're saying mm-hmm. he's limited from being an all-pro, pro-bowl, steady type of football player. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, how many how many of these guys uh, – how many of the best offensive guards in the NFL would you say are perennial pro-bowlers or all-pros? Like that doesn't happen too often, right? Yeah. You're, he is – and I agree, he has a massively high floor. I, I don't think there's a chance that – Cooper BB's out of the NFL in a couple years. I don't think there's a chance that he's just relegated to a pure backup. I think he's going to start football games. I actually think Steve Avila is a pretty good comp for him. It's not bad. I mean, body type wise, they're similar. Chill out. They bring a good floor to the table. <laughs> is the ceiling high? No, the ceiling isn't high, but it's just good. And Steve Avila, that the that dependability, that consistency. Ended up being an early second round pick. So that stuff could happen still, you know what I mean, for Cooper B because he's going to go now to the senior bowl. 
And if he has a lockdown week where it's just like he doesn't lose many reps and he shows that he's a consistent person across the board, the NFL is dying for consistency on the offensive line. There are so many bad offensive lines as a whole in the NFL right now, and a lot of teams could use a Cooper BB inside. There's only one guard, I believe, in this class that I would say has potential to go in the first round as of today. Cooper BB is not that guy, but what Cooper BB is is a very steady day two football player. Somewhere second to third round, plug him in, starter for the foreseeable future for whatever team drafts him. Yeah, I have a top 100 grade on him, which is a very good grade to be fitting into that top 100. I, I don't think he slips any further than the third round for everything that we just talked about there. It yep. is, and one of the things you, whenever you talk to a former offensive lineman, they always kind of qualify it as this is, you know, as long as he gets in front of guys and he's blocking guys, like, what's the issue? Well, there's obviously a little more, we try to project some of these more athletic I, I guys. You're throwing, to, shade out. you're throwing shade at someone. No, no, no that's not shade. That's not, that's not, that's not actually, that's actually not shade. That's, that's not, uh-huh. I know you're, don't phrase that as shade. That's not uh, a negative it. thing because it. there's, there's two philosophies with offensive linemen where, and I agree with both of them. Some teams and some offensive line coaches are going to say, like, I want a guy that's just going to block and get the job done. But on the other side, the the flip side of this is it's the we want to project somebody that's going to be a, a, a an eventual all pro and that's going to be an elite player for us. I do really think that Cooper BB is going to have a phenomenal NFL career. I think I've just cooled a little bit on that possibility that he goes into the first round because there's going to be some other guys that end up lining up a little bit ahead of him. Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code believe50. Bet Online has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need whether it's futures, live in-game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at Bet Online. And again, make sure you use that promo code Believe 50 B L E A V 50 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, I want to talk about now. Let's let's talk about uh Ben Sanat, who is his teammate at Kansas State, a tight end who I did not watch over the summer, but has had uh, a you nice season him? thus far. You're slacker, no, man. You're a slacker. I, I watched a lot of tight years. ends, and I, for some reason, I don't know why, I just didn't get to him. Um, I, I don't know why, but six foot four, two 245 pounds, got a nice frame. A little stumpy, not a super long guy, not you know freakishly long arms. Uh, he's not a guy that you're going to say, well, let's throw him a jump ball in the corner of the end zone. No, that's not him. Uh, Sinat, though, what, do you have any background on him or, or anything that can uh, enlighten our listeners? He was a former walk-on, so he was a kid that had to literally fight for a scholarship offer. He was not a scholarship-level player early on in his career, chose to walk on at Kansas State, and he's just been like steady Eddie improving over the last few years, Joe. I mean, 2022, he had kind of his breakout year as far as from the receiving game, but he's been involved as a blocker in the offense for several years now, and he has just slowly developed into a into a very good N- college football player who has obviously NFL potential, which is why he got a senior bowl invite. I was going to pull up the Molesto report because there was a couple interesting tidbits on there for Mr. Cooper BB, Kansas like State. In, ter- in terms of his physical side. So while you're pulling yeah. that up to, to talk about Sanat, I, yeah. I have seen him described as an H-back fullback, and I – I don't know if the NFL really totally utilizes that position that much anymore. And I think that he's a tight end. He definitely is a tight end. As I set up and said here, the length stuff shows up for me. And that's why I'm not like super, super bullish. And I don't think he'll be a 
top five tight end for me, or maybe he'll be that fifth tight end after I've watched enough guys. He moves really well. I, I was really pleasantly surprised. He's fluid. He's got fluid hips. He he runs really good routes, and he's got a little bit of a, a yak capability. I, I wonder what his 40 time is. I don't think that he's going to be so, a blazing fast one. What so I got? was looking at the Blesto reports. Sorry to cut you off. And he is no, you're good. 6'4 even, 245 oh, pounds. He That's does good. not have a arm length measurement, but I agree with you based upon watching his film. I do think that his arm length is a little bit below average, so it's not great. Honestly, you know whose body type's kind of similar to is is he's got a little Michael Mayer ish type of body in my opinion. Like I think there's a little yeah. bit of similarities there because Michael Mayer also didn't have great arm length, but he was just you know a pretty bulky type of type of frame around a little over six foot four. He was. They have they had, so they had a mid third round grade on him from Blesto in the preseason, Joe, and. An estimated four six flat in the forty. So I they don't see that. I, yeah, I, I see more four seven. Like I was gonna say, like four six eight, high four seven. six seven nah. four seven flat somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, I, I don't think he's a blazer. To your point, I actually do think he's because you look at his body type and you would assume that he's kind of probably a tight athlete. And I actually thought he changed direction pretty well. Like I didn't think it was yeah. bad. I thought it was okay. Uh, uh, someone could say he has a quietly expansive route tree. All right, now stop that's it. shade. Now stop that's it. shade. Stop, stop that's it. shade. That's shade. You're such well, a that's dick. conversation for another day. I know, man. It's fine though. But uh, he is a quietly pretty loose athlete. I'm saying uh, unironically now. He really can change direction well in space, which I actually think that he's not just a short to intermediate route runner. Like I think that he can work the seam a little bit. I think he can run some option routes, some different types of things that an offense is going to need. I do agree that I don't think his straight line speed is phenomenal. I think it's solid, you know, for the NFL level mm -hmm. as a tight end. But one thing I will say is that, yes, he, you can attach him. You can detach him because he plays a lot of H back in Kansas state system. He's a heck of a blocker, man. He's a really, really – you didn't think he was a good blocker? I mean, especially in space on the move, I thought he was a really good blocker, and he works very hard in line as well. So I don't think he's a necessarily a okay. dominant in-line blocker, but I think he's solid to good in-line blocker and a dominant blocker in space, man. So I think that he is a guy that you can use on the move a little bit. You know who he reminds me of? Who didn't necessarily pan out in the NFL as well, but he's still in the NFL and he still contributes. Max Williams, that was with the Arizona Cardinals, I, like I think he still is. That came out of Minnesota a few years ago. Similar-ish type of profiles, man, because he's going to have a sticking point, right? Max Williams never got to the upside of being a second-round pick that he ended up being. But Ben Sinat, I think, really has another high floor, similar to Cooper Beebe that we just talked about, because he's going to be a just a try-hard, good effort blocker, work really well in space as a blocker. He's going to catch everything he should catch. Like, he just he, – yes. there's not much – not much inconsistency to his game, right? Like there's some tight ends that we're going to talk about in this drift cycle where it's like talent is bananas, but like it's just so inconsistent. Like it's just not there. Ben Sinat's like one of the easier sells and one of the easier just translations to the next level. Is he going to be a star? Probably not. Is he going to play though and be a, a, a good contributor to a tight end room? Yeah. I think at worst, his kids have really good second tight ends and maybe a low end tight end one down the line but at worst he has a sticking point in the next level so to, to address the blocking thing I, I i do think that the intent is there and i think that he's a very willing um participant as a blocker we get a lot of tight ends these days that are just half-assing the hell out of it and they look soft i think he's physical i think he's a physical blocker but what he is physical 
what drew me off on him is that the lack of length prevents him from being like really impactful. And then a step further, he's not a really strong athlete, you know, like he's not, when we talk about good blockers and to put them in that, that high level blocking category, I need to see him finish some dudes, you know, I need to see him like really drive some people off the ball. And I, I didn't get that. I think he's more of like a screen blocker, like a basketball player. He just kind of gets in the way and he gets the job. I don't know, man. Blocks like a good receiver would block. He he puts some dudes in the dirt out in space though, man, because they use him on a lot of like sweep stuff. They use him on yeah. some screen game. They use him out in space. Like I I think he does really well on the second level against linebackers, safeties, and then the occasional corner from time to time. But yeah, I agree. I think that in reach situations against some really long defensive end or a really you know long defensive tackle working from the backside on zone, is he going to struggle with that based upon his length? Sure, yeah, but also. Why am I asking Benson not to do that, though? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you should be asking him necessarily to do that stuff. I think well, it's funny that Kansas State was asking him to do that. That is well, funny. Again, man, it's like the Cooper Beebe thing playing offensive tackle. It's like, why is Cooper Beebe playing offensive off tackle? Because he's the come best on, Colin Klein State has. <laughs> like, that's just come on, man. That's it. So Benson, not really solid football player. Kansas State feels like they always have this type of guy, too, man. Like, they just always have this, like, H-back that's just like a – Solid player. What was the one kid the one year? I'm trying to remember his name. He was actually really good. Averaged mm. like a crazy yard per catch. They also had Gronkowski's little brother. I think it was Chris was the one at, yeah. at Glenn Gronkowski. Glenn was the one that was was at uh, was at Kansas State, and they had another one as well. They always had these like very impactful H backs. But I really like Ben Sinat for the state power he has on next level. Uh, for his projection, I think he hit the nail on the head for his description as a receiver, somebody who's going to do well in space, somebody who who's just going to provide like a nice uh, outlet for for a quarterback. I think that he's going to be a really good tight end too in the NFL. Maybe he's a spot player to take over that number one role when there's injuries, but I don't think there's really much more than that. You know, the, again, the physical limitations I do notice them, and I think that's going to hinder him from being like an elite impactful, highly drafted tight end. And with that in mind, I agree with Blesto. I, I think that this is uh, an early third to early fourth round pick, somewhere in that range. I don't think he goes any higher. I think that there's going to be a valuing of more physically talented tight ends that are in this class. And it's a pretty good tight end class, but third, fourth round, top 100 pick for me makes a lot of sense for, for Ben Sinat. Going to be impactful on special teams, going to be impactful as that second tight end, but I don't see a, a world where he's anything more than that. So he is, I, I agree. I, I had a top 150 grade on him. I think that he's going to be at worst a fourth round draft pick. I think he could sneak into day two as a third rounder in some type of range there because, again, we 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 fall in love too often with just what the ceiling is of a prospect. And we forget that the floor matters a lot to NFL teams because uh, Joe, we're going to do another show here. We're going to talk about a kid that's a little bit of a, a boomer bust type of athlete, right? Where it's like NFL, a lot of times does not have the luxury of developing these types of players in, in a long period of time. Right? So that's why the Ben Sinats of the world are very valuable, right? Like his, his ceiling might not be as high as some folks, but he's going to come in and he's going to play. And an offense coordinator is going to be like, all right, I'm good to use this kid as a tight end two on the next level. So I agree. He's a high-level tight end two, very valuable member of a tight end room, maybe a, a partial starter at times. Like Brock Wright started some games in the NFL for Detroit last year. Like that style of tight end as far as upside is limited, but 
he can do a fine job in what role you need him to do, but he can do an exemplary role in a committee approach from the tight end position. So I like Ben, man. It's good, good football player. Good player. It's good enough to wrap us up on it. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.